feel do you feel warmed up? Should we have more chat or should we just jump right into it? Um, we can have let's jump right into it. It's okay. It's just us. It 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 is just 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 us. And not that other guy. Not that other guy. Can you believe that our our cis straight white co-host is missing again? Like we tell him when we're recording, and we tell him that it's very important for him to use his his privileges to show up and talk about these things. But uh, he hasn't, which is which is disappointing. Yeah, uh, but he certainly hypes it. <laughs> absolutely, he he hypes it the way that a mediocre white guy who does none of the work can absolutely do. Yeah, and it sucks. He's already won all the awards that we haven't been nominated for. I so, know. thanks, thanks, anonymous straight cishet um, white guy whose name we picked and I forgot. Or, well, okay. That his parents picked, and then he ruined it by spelling it stupidly. Yeah. Who changes their name to the same name, but spelled stupider? That's kind of exactly what I did, honestly. Like, I kind of actually did that. I'm like, all right, well, first of all, I got to neutralize and then feminize this name. So that maybe that's me that I'm talking about. Maybe I'm the anonymous third co-host, my secret identity. <laughs> no, I've seen him in real life. Oh, I've well... Both, I've seen both of you in the same place at the same time. That's right, and it definitely wasn't the Flash wearing my Clark Kent glasses to confuse everybody. <laughs> well, I mean, I can't say it wasn't, I mean... Can't can't say it was not. And when I say the Flash there, I do mean the Jesse Quick Flash, the, uh, the speedster who, who got her super speed through the power of algebra. Just throwing that out there. Cool thing in comic books. Uh, speaking of comic books, hi, welcome to a show that's not really about comic books... It's Social Justice Weirdos, SJW. I am uh, hostess number one, Charlie McCorn. I use they, she pronouns. And I am Lenny Peppers and use she, her pronouns. And I am also Social Justice Weirdo number one. I appreciate the way that you you stuck out your claim that we're both SJW number one. <laughs> yes. Because remember, Social Justice, it's a teamwork thing. It's a teamwork thing. Uh, Lenny, how are you today? I'm doing good. Um, I, uh, slept through my first class today and don't care. And, uh, I feel great. Like super woke, uh, super awake. Yeah. Were you about to say super woke? Cause that is kind of what this podcast is. So, uh, today's episode is a little bit different uh, than what we've done before. We're not having like a specific subject. This is our check-in episode that we're doing. Mm -hmm. I always felt that it's important you know, regardless of the level of relationship, be it be it a podcast relationship, be it a friend relationship, be it like an intimate or business relationship. Um, I don't know why I put those as intimate or business relationship. Like those those should not necessarily go together. Uh, but this is this is us checking in. This is us just kind of um, seeing where we're at. We had our first sort of uh, run of episodes that we did. We recorded a good number of them in a big block, which is why some of the cultural references might be slightly outdated. But we're sort of uh, checking in and seeing how we're feeling, how we're doing, and what's going to happen uh, in our further adventures on this show. And also, we're going to talk about books that we're reading and movies that we're watching and important things uh, to us. Yes, all of those things. So what do you, what do you got, Lenny? I kind of want to talk about like some of our favorite episodes that we've already done. Yeah, let's... let Okay, hey, listener, uh, Lenny and I are trapped in this walk-in freezer... And we're just going to take a little bit of time to just reminisce about things that have already happened. It's a flashback episode. The network demanded that we have room for one more. Oh my god, we get 
only made this a flashback episode and James <laughs> can flash back to things that we said in our other episodes. Yeah, let me let me just say, first of all, Burr, it sure is cold in this giant walk-in freezer that we're trapped in. Uh, I hope they come and get us, but doesn't this remind you of the time that we talked about seances? <laughs> no, that was that was a fun episode. That was, I think, one of the first ones where we really kind of like hit the stride that we were looking for. Some of our episodes maybe have not hit that same stride or different levels, but that was the one that I felt really hit on all cylinders. Yeah, uh, I totally agree, and so do a lot of our fans. That's our number three episode of all time. Ooh, let's count them down. Okay, so... I, I like this. So we're doing a countdown and a uh, and a flashback episode. Can can this also be a very special episode where we learn like an important lesson about like not taking diet pills? Um. Yeah. So I I've been taking diet pills, and Charlie has brought me here today. Mm-hmm. You said you were just so excited. You were so excited. <laughs> so excited. The is thing, that still a reference people are going to understand? Am I, don't I, am know. I talking? I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I I actually do take diet pills, so I mean. <laughs> well, I, I I do too. Um, it was just the first thing that popped in my head from that episode of Save by the Bell. Let's talk about very special episodes. I guess while we're here, because uh, all of our episodes are very special episodes. Number three, of course, was about the seances. Uh, I love when a sitcom tries to get moralistic. Like I love when when fucking Tim the Toolman Taylor is telling us to like. Don't drive drunk. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, this this guy that ran out his drug dealer and went to prison, yeah, he knows what he's talking about. Have you seen... There's a commercial right now, you just reminded me of, on Montana TV, where sure. it's somebody who's like, oh, I'm too high to drive. Maybe you should drive. And she tosses her keys to the other guy, and he gets to catch him and misses, and he's like, nah, let's order in. Well, I appreciate that commercial lock is one. Presumably, it, it it's pro-food delivery, which, as we know, very important to me, even when there's not a pandemic on. Yes. Number two, yeah, uh, don't be intoxicated on anything while you're driving. <laughs> Distracted driving, it's it's a nightmare. Hey, hey, Lenny, I know that we're trapped in this, this uh, walk-in freezer, but I got to tell you, I think that maybe you and I should not ever, not that we ever have, for, for legal sense. Not that we, we should never drive impaired. And we should agree on that. Because, I mean, and that's why, you know, this show did have a third a third co-host. But, you know. Yeah, I mean. Didn't learn the lesson. Uh, that was like the first time he went to jail. But I don't know where he's at right now to this day. Like, where the heck did he go? I don't know how we're actually doing a podcast without like a single like straight white guy on it. Like, how did we... How did we fuck up so bad that our podcast doesn't have the thing that generates podcasts? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, everybody should know that we're not experts on the things that we talk about. We just have a lot of degrees and we have a lot of we have a lot of thoughts we need to get out. We have lots of opinions as 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 minorities in this crazy time in this crazy country. We have opinions, even if they're not the most well-researched, which is going into my second part of this episode. I'm sorry for all of the stupid things that I have absolutely gotten wrong in the name of jokes. But the thing is, is like our third host is an expert in all of these things. Well, yeah, he's he's a straight white man. They're experts in everything. They will remind us at all times. So uh, that's why we got him for the show. So if anyone sees him out there, just you know, give us a heads up so we can yeah. get a hold of him. His name's probably like... Chad or something. Yeah. Ziggy, maybe. 
So what? So number. So what did you think of the the seance episode, Lenny? The seance episode is one of my favorite episodes, um, and I've actually done way more research on this topic. I was able to find two more books um, about this exact topic, and I it made me decide to make my entire dissertation about oh, Native American representation and um, the horror genre. So oh, I'm going to spend the next cool. five years just writing about that entire topic. Wow, that's just like your last five years, except now people are actually going to award you for it. Yeah, they're going to give me like whatever they give you when you're a doctorate. Well, it's exciting. I'm excited to hear more of your research uh, as, as the show progresses. Yeah, I totally want to talk way more about this. I want to do episode two of it, like a like something you could pair it with a bottle of wine, you know. Oh, absolutely. All right, what was our, our second highest uh, loved episode? Which one have our SJW fans just gone, gone cuckoo bananas for? Ray Bourbon. Ray Bourbon. Let's talk a little bit about that one. Um, speaking of more research, uh, my research has continued. I've, I've written a paper on Ray Bourbon that I'm submitting some places. I had a little bit of a change. Uh, in the episode, in the podcast, I felt kind of weird using gendered pronouns uh, for, for life. But sort of finding some personal writings about things, uh, Ray Bourbon, um, definitely a he, him. Definitely sort of the identity sort of fell on that part of it. Uh, they never privately described themselves as a transsexual um, despite calling themselves that in, like, the newspaper all of the time, which I really dig for 1955. That's exciting. But I'm really glad that people are listening to Ray Bourbon's story. Um, again, you know, please uh, please check out the research of, of Randy A. Riddle, uh, who is the private collector that has... You know, the only reason that we have any of this information, uh, Ray Bourbon's life is is just inspiring to me in a lot of ways. So I'm glad that people are, are, are getting in on that one. Yeah, me too. I, and I would have to say that that's one of my other most enjoyable episodes as well. And I think mm -hmm. it's like, because you like know so much about the topic, uh, we did that awesome photo shoot. And so like, there's so much energy and excitement for me because of that, like being able to like take pictures of. Yeah, it was really fun when we were uh, in, in the before times uh, trying to rec recreate uh, the album covers which were a lot of fun. I'm glad that we had some some local hunks who came and took their shirts off uh, to <laughs> yeah. do the photos. I need to get some of those printed. I need to just get some of those framed. I need to get some of those. Yeah, uh, totally. Hung I up think somewhere. I'm gonna go ahead and pop one or two of those up onto the um, meet the hosts part of our website. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we'll put the original Ray Bourbon albums in there to compare them as well. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. We will we awesome. will give that to our. That's our gift to our listeners. Yeah, assuming we ever get out of this this uh, this frozen walk-in freezer. Yeah, it's so cold in here. And you know what the frustrating thing is? Tonight, I've got a date with two different people at the same restaurant, and I'm late for both of them. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, and the thing was, is I was going to help Charlie. Like, I was supposed to, like, be in the building next door, and then Charlie runs over, and I distract the person Well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charlie is next door, like yeah, changing clothing like a Mrs. Doubtfire. Exactly. Um, and I don't think we're gonna make it. I don't. I don't think so. I think that these these two people are going to. If I was writing this story, if this was like a sitcom and not the exact real life events of our lives that we are just recounting, uh, if I was writing it, the two of them on the date would fall in love. Is what <laughs> I would imagine. But yeah, uh, like. 
the two people you're supposed to be dating and not you. Like, they'd fall yeah. in love with. Uh, yeah, which, okay, quick aside. I know it's a check-in episode. Here's one of, one of the things that pisses Charlie off. Something that, that just, like, gets my fucking goat. It fights my fucking horse. Uh, as a queer person, there is no feeling more humbling and and worldly than that moment when, like, two of your exes start dating. And just that awful thought of, like, hoping that they have, like, more in common than just, like, my sexual humiliation. You know? <laughs> no. like, like, well, you know, we don't, you know, we don't have the same religion and we have different education levels um, and we don't really have, like, a lot of hobbies in common, but, uh, let us, let's both just talk about this, just, this dumpster that the two of us kicked around for a little bit. Uh, you know... It hurts. It, it hurts in a way that I don't think the, the, the straightos out there quite understand. So, I broke up with my girlfriend for, like, a week, and my friends all instantly, like, moved in to, like, start hitting on her, and it was, like... What the heck? Like, oh my it's gosh! Like a week. Um. <laughs> so I don't trust nobody. Like I was like. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's awful, and also it doesn't help that we live in in. I mean, not small town Montana. We've we we grew up in small town Montana. We live in big city Montana, which is small town anywhere else. But it like the dating pool is not very shallow out here. Exactly, and that was like my biggest fear. Is like, oh my god, they all like have so much stuff to talk about, like, about me, like, that is terrifyingly humiliating. <laughs> this is why I should only date strangers. Uh, that's, that's, that's the secret. Yeah. All right, speaking of the secret, what is our third most popular episode? Um, Susan the Flesh. Ah, yes. That was, that was a fun one. I'm really glad, because that, I learned so much, I think, about the history of medicine, the history of, um, improv especially <laughs> yeah Susan LaFlesh Peacock the hilarious thing is I got my own name wrong at the beginning of that episode and then was so flustered that I got Susan Susan LaFlesh's name wrong throughout the whole rest of the episode <laughs> oh is that what, that's what people were listening like oh listen to these these nerds these losers so, can't even pronounce the names right I don't remember what did you say for your name on that episode Lynette Peppers <laughs> That's that's not a bad name, let me just say. Uh, and then I kept calling Susan LaFlesh Suzette LaFlesh. Ooh. Well, that's embarrassing. I'm not quite sure. And there is a Suzette, Suzette LaFlesh who's Native American and also an activist who lived in the same time and who did a whole bunch of really cool things that I'll talk about in another episode. Uh, because and we'll get her name wrong also, also, just for consistency. Yeah. And then I will also get my name wrong in that episode as well. Excellent. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask then, uh, Lenny, reading anything cool right now? Um, yes, I have another podcast called Hourgasm. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm working on my comic book, Quantum, and um, I'm, I just did a keynote for uh, the YWCA. Oh, nice. Tell me about that. Um, okay, so have you ever done a keynote presentation First of all, no, I have not. They do not invite me to do these things. Uh, they tried to, and then they looked at my website and went, we can't we can't give this person a microphone. <laughs> uh, to hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. Next to a gigantic pile of unfolded laundry as tall as you are. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. Which which is which is a respectable five foot eight, we'll say. <laughs> um, if you're gonna okay, listen, listeners, if you're imagining me, I'm five foot eight. If you see me in real life, I'm sorry I lied to you. That goes for my dating profile up as well. My, <laughs> my dating profile says, "Hey, make your parents mad." Um, but yes, I gave this like beautiful like presentation with some of my poetry and um my like so like a telling of my family history and how we're like linked to the um climate like how we're linked to the world to the earth um and then um. The entire time I was speaking, I kept, like, looking over at the giant pile of clothes and hoping that it didn't show up anywhere in the camera. I'm excited. I'm setting up, um, I'm, I've got, uh, I have a PhD applica- uh, PhD um, interview coming up, and I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the best wall for me to be against? Uh, I think definitely the giant moon tarot card tapestry that I have hanging. Just right in front of that, just between between the wolf and and the dog, just just staring forward, card number eighteen behind me. But that's the thing, though. I totally had the same. Like, oh, do I sit on my couch in my office? Oh, well, there's like dismembered heads, like with plants growing out of them, and you know, or do I sit in front of the ET and the mannequin <laughs> that I have in my office? Or, like, there's only <laughs> one wall that doesn't have anything that's me, you know. I just, uh, just last week, I did a show for the social distance sessions at the Zootown Arts Community Center, and the stage that they had there was already set up for someone's one-person show that they were doing. Really? And so there were, like, skulls hanging from the from the curtain, and I was I was so nervous. I haven't had a chance to do a lot of stand-up in a while. I didn't have a chance to address it. Also, I wasn't wearing my glasses, which, you know. But yeah, I, I get it. You know what? It's just another thing for these people to ask you, hey... What's with this thing? And you can say, oh, here's a great answer that shows you why I'm a great candidate for this job slash position slash fellowship. Exactly. Now, tell me all the things you're doing. What are all the things I'm doing? Uh, I am working on two comic books right now, one of which I'm drawing myself, which is a a fun experience. Uh, I got to the point where I need to, like, go back and redraw the first pages because I've gotten so much better. Uh-huh. I love those drawings. I think that this is great. I think oh, you should you come much. out with, like, a comic book or something with these drawings in them. Yeah, I'm going to have... I have something. I'm working on uh, some more narrative stuff. Um, and then, of course, uh, my, my my artist, uh, shout out to Brenna, uh, is uh, doing the inks on uh, Linda Linda Unlicensed Detective number one, which the first installment should be, I believe, in the next Onishi Quarterly anthology, um, but also probably on my website eventually, too. Uh, I'm also uh, looking for a new job because I'm rocketing towards unemployment at the end of April. So oh, I gotta no. find. And I'm actually trying to, like, you know, hoping that all of these useless degrees that I have um, are going to be like a flashbang to, like, confuse people. We're like, well, this looks impressive. Let's not pay too much attention to all of the, all of the other things that would make this person not just, like, unhirable, but unfit for human civilization. Like, I'm hoping I can... Get some work in some some nonprofit things. I didn't know that we were allowed to have other jobs. Does the patriarchy let us do that now? Uh, yeah, but they they only pay us like seventy cents on the dollar. Um, okay, they pay me, I assume seventy cents on the dollar. I think you probably make a lot less, which <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry about. If I could change it, I would, but 
I'll make enough money to make those decisions. 58 cents, I think, is what it comes down to. 58 cents. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know what? I, I only... Okay, I said I said that I make 70 cents as if I were a cis-like white lady, which I am not. Which which makes me really wonder, like, oh no, I'm probably way lower. Way lower than that. That might be an interesting thing for an episode. Like, yeah. why is Charlie not getting enough money? Yeah. Bigotry is the answer. It's always the answer for me. <laughs> it's bigotry. Uh, I do want to talk briefly about this book that I am reading. Um, speaking speaking of, of of my tragic trans life, there's a new novel by the author Tori Peters, uh, T-O-R-R-E-Y. Uh, it's called Detransition Baby. And it is a novel about a trans woman whose ex-girlfriend, who has since detransitioned, knocks up a cis lady, and then sort of re-enters her ex-girlfriend's life. And it is hilarious, it is raw, it's heartbreaking, it is um, super horny, like a real horny book. But I I think it's it's really great. The voice is fantastic, the author has a lot of great points, Uh, so please check out Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. I'm uh, I'm enjoying the the crap out of that right now. In this week's Thirsty Reads. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what hey, what horny books are you reading right now, Lenny? Uh, well, I am reading a book called Critically Sovereign. That sounds super horny. <laughs> Indigenous Gender, Sexuality, and Feminist Studies. Okay. Who, who's, who's that? Is that an anthology? Is there an author? So there's an editor, Joanne Barker. Some of it's feminist studies. Some of it's like male gender studies in indigenous society, but my favorite ones are about um, colonization and queerness. Okay, interesting. What 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 are some cool facts you've gotten out of that book? Uh, basically that like the Hawaiian culture actually had a lot of like queerness, like just as a part of their main, like there wasn't like a binary, like an op- oppositional gender binary uh-huh. until... Um, they had just like were trying to kind of fit in right before the United States came and annexed Hawaii. Uh, they had they had like converted to um, Christianity. They had a male king. They had a queen, uh, but um, like the kings and queens would have like multiple partners of all different kinds of genders non-genders and then but yeah it was like really really um not a thing that controls the entire society (laughs) yeah i i was uh last year i read janet mock's memoir redefining realness Mm -hmm. um she grew up in in hawaii uh trans woman of color and it was really shocking to sort of see the I mean, obviously, living in Montana is different than a lot of places, but but the 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 trans not not acceptance that's not the word I want to get into I, because it's more complicated than that. Yeah. But the trans culture of Hawaii blew me away. Like the the idea this this sort of larger thing, and, and she says sort of growing up there, uh, and being able to meet just all kinds of people, you know, you know, upending the the gender cart as as part of you know, the, the traditions that, that came there before. And that really blew me away. So I, I'm excited to see, to read more about this to get a more academic look on it. Yeah, totally. Um, like they were trying to, they're trying to work to like decolonize the ideas of sex and gender 
And, but the thing is, is there's fight back from all different directions, including um, people who um, see their own culture in a colonized viewpoint. And so really? So you're telling me that there are, there are like organizations and like worldviews that are, that are against like gender expansion? <laughs> that, really? Because I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds made up. Because uh, as we know, uh, everyone loves trans people. They don't have a high suicide rate. Uh, we don't have a high suicide rate, we should say. Um, I'll include myself there. That's interesting. That's and what's the name of the book again? I'm sorry. Uh, critically sovereign. Critically sovereign. Awesome. We'll have and we'll have links to to both these uh, books in in the show notes. But absolutely, uh, get those books and other books at your friendly local neighborhood bookstore. For sure. Uh, another question I have for you: What yes. are you watching right now? What am I watching right now? Well, funny you should mention that. <laughs> uh, so my 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 dear friend Jen, who lives in Portland, she and I started doing a Buffy rewatch. Yeah. We're about halfway through the third season, and yesterday, uh, from the day that we're recording this, Charisma Carpenter uh, released that very powerful statement where she spoke about Joss Whedon's emotional abuses on the set of, of Buffy and Angel. And... Other members of different parts of the cast have have said similar things. None of, okay, so far it, it's Charisma Carpenter, and this is all all about um, his his problem with um, not his problem, but okay, it is his problem. The uh, attitude and things that he did to the actor who played Cyborg in the Justice League movie, which I still have never seen, which led to that yeah, that actor was it, it's a whole thing. I'd recommend our, our our listeners look into it more to get sort of the full version instead of my halfway version, but Charisma Carpenter released this statement about, you know, how sh- shitty and abusive Joss Whedon was. When? Yesterday. Like, what? yesterday morning, okay. she's just like, hey, here's why I was fired, because I was pregnant. Okay, like, so they when, did... when this episode comes out, it will be two weeks ago, but... Yeah, yeah so that'll be February the 10th is, is when she released that, and and so I'm wa- re-watching Buffy, but it is interesting re-watching it, not just, like, with that eye, because obviously this isn't the first thing people have heard about Joss Whedon, but this is the first, like, most connected, like, Buffyverse person to say something. Yeah, I'm going to read that, like, right away as soon as this episode's over. Yeah, super brave. Um, it is one of those things, though, where I'd like to hear from other people. Like, you know, there have been a lot of, like, straight white cis guys that have worked with Joss Whedon. I would love to hear them say something. Yeah. Like, uh, I would, I would love to hear that instead of just sort of the way that it's always been. Regardless though, watching the show now and sort of understanding more about Joss Whedon, uh, and especially like the character of Xander, who oh, as a kid yeah. was like my favorite, but as an adult, I'm like, that dude is a fucking asshole and I yeah. hate everything that he says. And I, th- I think part of that is that, you know, as Joss Whedon said, Xander is his avatar in it. And Buffy is is different. Um, it's a different, you know, it's a different time period. It's a lot of like casual gunplay in schools, which you do not see anymore in in TV shows. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you know it was a show that meant a lot to me uh, as as a young closeted kid. Like that was one of my my outlets, one of my socially acceptable like outlets for being able to, to touch into these things. And it sucks because that show was good, was important. And I think that it's important to remember that we can still make great art without traumatizing people who work on it. Yes. People talk about like Stanley Kubrick. Yep. Um, That's what Alfred I was thinking. Alfred Hitchcock. 
like, yeah, those guys made some great movies, but they absolutely traumatized people. They they were abusive on set, and we let them get away with it because they're great artists, because they're straight white guys, and that's and that's frustrating to me to sort of to sort of see that. But so I, I am rewatching uh, Buffy, and then on a slightly uh, happier note, uh, just to have something to sort of clear my mind because I'm so busy with you know thesis and yeah. and all of this stuff. I am watching the Harley Quinn animated series on HBO right now. It's great. Watch it. That's that's what I'll say. It's it is I can't believe how hard R it is. Like the swearing and the sex and the violence is not at all what I was expecting for a show with like like one of the subplots is about um one of Harley's goons and one of this isn't a huge spoiler but one of the subplots is that uh this this goon that's working for her uh can't stop calling Wonder Woman the C word. Oh. Yeah, so it, it does it does that, and I'm enjoying it so far. Those those are the things that I, I am watching, as well as whatever random movies kind of come across my uh, my screen. Uh, I watched Bridgerton. Oh, speaking of speaking of sex and places you wouldn't expect <laughs> to find it. Uh, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I watched some really really bad scary movies. Oh yeah, what'd you watch? Really, really good scary movies. I watched The Lodge. Oh yeah, I saw that one. I think that was that was the last movie that I saw in a theater uh, that was part of a main release. Like I was able to get in there for some after hours things uh, occasionally, but The Lodge was I think the last movie movie I saw in the theater, mm-hmm. and it fucking sucks. I hated it. <laughs> um. Gosh, I can't think of the other movies I watch. I watch a movie every single day. Like, I watch um, a movie right before I fall asleep so that I can, like, keep up with everything that's coming out. There's so much media, absolutely. Yeah. And especially, like, horror stuff, because I know all of the horror films that uh, include, like, ancient Indian burial grounds and Mm -hmm. stuff so that I could talk about them on a podcast that I've been dreaming of doing for years called The Real Savage, where I just break down movies with Native American characters and or storylines and talk about like why they're good and why they're bad. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea for a podcast because if there's one thing you need is another podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a someday thing, but it'll get, done. Thing. it'll get done. Yeah, you should absolutely, if you enjoy me talking about serious things, uh, with no reverence and my my loud, obnoxious voice. You should absolutely listen to Tommy Knockin. Uh, you can check us out at TommyKnockinPod.com. It's me and and my my bestie, Eliza, um, who we, we read Stephen King books and we discuss them one chapter at a time. We're on the third season. We're reading uh, one of his collections of short stories right now, Skeleton Crew. And it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's the longest running podcast I've ever done, I think. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my that's my my side jam. When I'm not SJWing, I, I'm out complaining about Stephen King. Did you know that I am in the middle of Skeleton Crew right now? I did not know that. If there is a short story that you want to talk about, we'll have you on the show to talk about it. Yeah, totally. Uh, I have I put it down like right before the semester started and haven't had a chance to pick it back up again. But there are definitely some short stories in there that are super fun. I hate. His short stories about baseball. Oh, that... 
I, I recognize that everyone is is complicated. We have a lot of different interests. Mm-hmm. But but Stephen King, we like you because of the spooky horror, not because of your love of the of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that'll be season four. We'll read uh, that baseball book that he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Lenny, we'll have you on to discuss. Uh, let me know what story uh, you'd like to, and we'll, we'll have you on for it. Yeah, this sounds like a blast. And it's like all of our viewers on this, or all of our listeners on this show have heard you say that. And our viewers. Time. Hi, we, we have a live studio audience while we're here trapped inside this giant walk-in freezer while I am late for my date. <laughs> yeah, just watching us through like glass. Mm-hmm. We can't see them, but they can see us. That's right. There's this There's this wall, uh, which, hang on, let me count them real quick. All right, so it's one of these four walls, I think, is glass that we can't see. I'm not sure which one, but one of them, like, they're of the four walls, one of those. I feel bad recording in my underwear. Yeah, uh, that's what I was just going to say. Like, but we got to stay warm, you know. Yes, absolutely. How are you going to survive this thing? Well, all right. That was a good, good check-in episode. Anything else we need to we need to hit before we get out of here? Uh, no. I think um, I just want to ask the viewer uh, and the listeners <laughs> turn towards the fourth wall, whichever Wait, one that is. My viewer. Shit. I just want to talk to uh, ask the listeners. Uh, are you okay? Are is someone forcing you to listen to this against your will? <laughs> That's the only reason that makes sense for me as someone to listen to this. Let me just say. Like it's some sort of kidnapping situation. Let us know. Uh, send us messages. Uh, leave us like, you know. Review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're all, all over social media. Uh, check that all out. And hey, if you like this show, tell your friends. If you didn't, tell your enemies. Uh, really get back at those assholes. Like really, really get them over. Like really, really get one over on them. <laughs> Uh, and I guess with that, that brings to the end. Uh, next week, returning to our regularly scheduled programming. And for this next episode, I think that both of us are going to bring in our own research and our own uh, sort of experiences. Because next week, our episode is all about Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. So excited. I'm excited to talk about that, too. Uh, so for the great SJW, Social Justice Weirdos, I am Charlie McCorn. And I am Lenny Peppers. Now get out there and change the world, and if you can't, you can at least throw a brick. <laughs>